Welcome to the Rockbrook Church Podcast. Our hope is that today's message brings you hope and clarity for your spiritual journey. We love hearing how God is working in your life. Feel free to share any stories of how this message gave you a new perspective and hope. Email us at church at rockbrook.org to tell your story. Well, in 1997, a crack commando unit of 14 leaders, a group of committed families, and a vision for God's purposes, Rockbrook Church was born. I don't think that anybody on that first Sunday at the shelter house at Raymore Memorial Park saw uh, multiple weekend worship services and uh, an amazing student ministry and celebrate recovery and vibrant small groups and kids ministry and discipleship classes, spiritual growth campaigns, amazing ministry partnerships, church plants, and impact in North India and Nepal, but God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask, think, or imagine. Amen. I hope you'll uh, just join in the spirit of celebrating with us. I hope you'll join us afterwards and uh, just stick around a little bit and fellowship and visit with someone in line for ice cream and uh, pick up a t-shirt, all free to you. Also, we're doing plan to prayer again this weekend. That's to prepare for Serve Day. I told you about that last week. Of, uh, if you just grab a kit to grow this little flower to help this serve team that on serve day is going to adopt a subdivision, leave it on each doorstep and let them know that we've prayed for them. Uh, but we need your help as I'm asking everybody to just join in and help grow those in between now and serve day. And it'll be a reminder to you to pray for that day, to be praying for our community A few months ago, I asked God for a verse for our 25th birthday and a focus for the coming uh, days and time at Rockbrook, and he provided, and in this verse, Paul is giving, the Apostle Paul is giving a charge to Timothy, a younger pastor and leader who is, uh, who has grown, who Paul now even considers an equal uh, to him, would write letters, say this is from Paul and Timothy, and He's given him much responsibility, but he gives him this charge, and I want us to receive this charge today. It says, what you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you, and say these two words with me, guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, and praise God, today is Pentecost Sunday as well. How cool is that? The birthday of the church, and we're celebrating the birthday of this local church and the Holy Spirit coming in power, an advocate who can help us, who can help us by his power, guard some things. So church, what do we need to guard? I just asked, what, what do we need to guard to guard the good deposit that was entrusted to us. It's about guarding a foundation. If you're taking notes, write this in. I believe, number one, we need in the coming days to guard our passion for more of Christ. Friend, truth is a person. Hope is a person. Life is a person. Love is a person. Mercy is a person. That person is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is King of Kings, He is Lord of Lords, He is President of Presidents, He is Mighty God, He is Son of Man, He is the Great I Am, He is the Holy One. He is the author and protector of our faith, He is our authority, 
He is the bread of life. He is our chief cornerstone. He is our deliverer. He is redeemer. He is the glorious one. He is the good shepherd. He is the head of the church. He is Emmanuel. He is the appointed judge. He is the Lamb of God. He is the light of the world. He's the Lion of Judah. He is the Lord of all. He is Messiah. He is Hosanna. He's the sacrifice for our sin. He is our Savior. He is the gate. He is the way. He is the vine. He's the doorway. He is the word. He is the victorious one. He's wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is the resurrection and the life. He is supreme over all creation. Jesus is God. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 3 says, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. We cannot ever get to a place where it's just, well, I'm as passionate and excited as I'm ever going to be about Christ Jesus. Or I've surrendered as much as I'm ever going to surrender to him. No, because what I did not say before is also that Jesus is returning. And I pray that he finds Rockford Church ready and prepared for him. And the question we need to ask ourselves, and I'm asking myself this, you need to ask yourself this, this critical question is, what do I need to do to go all in with Jesus? Where can I pursue him all the more? What am I holding back? And if you're not to a place like the Apostle Paul where you'd say, I want to suffer with him, uh, then there's more to go. There's more, there's more that I need to go all in with Jesus Christ. At the end of your life, friend, your one wish at the end of your life is that you're going you're gonna to wish you'd trusted Jesus Christ more. When I get to heaven, I'm going to wish I'd trusted him more. Here's the second thing we need to guard, is let's guard the priority of connecting in godly relationships. And the Bible tells us there will be a tendency not to do this. Like, it's just a tendency of human nature. It's the pride of human nature to say, I've got this by myself. And so we play games with each other and we pretend with one another. Hebrews 10.25 says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Your relationships with other people influence everything about you. So people like to think, I would like to think, you would like to think, that, that we make decisions uh, intellectually, like logically. But here's a little secret that you need to understand about human behavior. People make almost all of their decisions, almost all their choices in life, based on emotions and their relationships. 
And then what we often do is we look then for intellectual reasons to back up our emotional or relational decisions. We only use the logic to back up that say, well, I want to do this, or I want this, or I feel like this, or I'm being influenced by others to do this. And then we say, What's, why can I make that fit logically? And we make it on our gut, on our feelings, and influenced by our relationships. And that's why we need godly relationships, and we need to be a godly relationship to somebody else. We've got to prioritize one another. We need to prioritize our small groups, our gathering together. And people will say, well, I don't need the church. I can get inspired other ways. I could get filled up other ways. Yes, that's true. Lots of ways to be inspired. Lots of ways to learn. But you cannot encourage someone else by yourself. You can't do this by yourself. It's not about you. Don't give up the habit. You know what else you can't do by yourself? You can't be honest by yourself. Because I lie to myself and you lie to yourself more than you lie to anyone else. And when we believe the lies we tell ourselves, it pulls us away from God. So here's the critical question on this one is, will I let someone know the real me? You've got to let someone know what you're going through before it's too late. Many, many, many people, they wait too long. They wait until it's too late to get help with their addiction. They wait until it's too late for their marriage, their kids, their career. Thank God for a church where I believe and I hope you can be the real you. Someone gave a testimony in our membership class recently and they said if they were to describe Rockbrook in one word and then they took a pause and it was just like the longest pause for me because I didn't know what they were going to say. And so I'm like leaning forward in my seat and I'm like, What's, what word are they about to drop right here? And they said, if we were to describe it in one word, they said it would be authentic. And I instantly just started to tear up because like our staff and our leadership, we, we pray for that. We pray for that. And they said, this is Jerry and Michelle, maybe you've been greeted by them on a Sunday morning. They said, our definition of authentic is real people. Rockbrook is real people presenting a real gospel to a body of real believers. Let's guard that, church. Let's not play games with one another. Let's guard that. Number three, if you're taking notes, let's guard the progression of spiritual growth. I'm begging you, don't think you're done. Don't, don't get to a place where you say, you know what, I'm following him as much as I'm going to follow him. I'm talking to those of us who need to increase our commitment to our Savior. And some of you, you never believed you'd be in a church in the first place. And I'm so glad you're here, but it's time to go deeper with Christ. You find him when you seek him with all your heart. And don't think, well, I know the basics or I'm going to heaven, so I know enough. The Apostle Paul said he wasn't done. The guy who wrote over half the books in your New Testament, over two-thirds of the content, this is what he would say. This is just in the following verses from what we read earlier. He says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I what? But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize 
for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. We've got to keep growing. We've got to press on. Here's the critical question. Is what is my next step spiritually? Have you stopped growing? What's the next step? And For some of you, I believe that would be to, to be a small group leader. You will grow. I mean, it might scare you, but it will grow you. You can stay where you are. You can press on. Today in the announcements today, you'll hear some practical Next steps, I'm teaching step one of the growth track. I think today, our birthday, that'd be a powerful day to, to go to that. Uh, you could sign up to be baptized. We've baptized 1,181 people in the last 25 years, and we'd love to help you with that. Isn't that powerful? You could join us for foundations, core truths to build your life on. You'll hear those next steps in the announcements. But ask yourself, what is my next step spiritually? Number four Let's guard, let's guard this, our participation in our church. And this church is amazing at that. What people have sacrificed and given and made happen, I mean, you guys have opened up your homes, given sacrificially, donated stuff. I mean, just don't just attend church, be the church. It's so much more fun that way. Don't ask hey, what are you guys going to do about, ask, hey, what are we going to do about, hey, when are you going to, no, ask, hey, when are we going to, we're linked arm in arm. And I, I don't know if I've told you this lately, but I need you. I need you. And we are linked together. And I'm going to sacrifice and give and serve, but I'm linked arm in arm with you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now other, others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation, they must be very careful. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we've already laid, which that is Jesus Christ. But watch this. Anyone who builds on that foundation, they may use a variety of materials. Gold, silver, jewels or wood, hay, and, and straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames if our life's work survives we get a reward if it doesn't like you go to heaven but you still suffer great loss here's this is the critical question is that is how can I use my time and treasure to make an eternal difference work that will pass through that fire we believe in our church that you can make a difference. We believe in our church, no matter your age, young or old, no matter your background, that God can grow you and that you can make an eternal difference in your life. I love this about our church. I love all, I love all the young people, the teens. Like We believe you can lead and sing and, and, and serve kids and, and minister and make a difference. So we can be a multi-generational serving church and make a difference together. One of my favorite stories of this, of just participation in the church, is Greg Huffman, who's been here since day one. And that first day that he came to Rockbrook, he was leaving and he thought, you know what? That ain't ever going to make it. That ain't going to work. Like, that ain't, 
Nah. And right before he leaves, Pastor Kelly says, hey, Greg, you've got a truck. We need you to take all the children's ministry stuff home and store it there uh, this week. Greg's like, oh, okay. And then he's leaving. He's like, oh, no, I've got to go back next week. I've got all their stuff. <laughs> Here he is 25 years later. All right. I've asked uh, our founding pastor, Pastor Kelly, to come and preach this last thing that we need to guard. I'll give it to you if you're taking notes. It's number five. Let's guard our pursuit for the lost. The only thing that is going to get out of planet Earth alive, the only thing that's going to last forever, is the church, the body of Jesus Christ, the people who are in it. And if you really want to leave a lasting legacy, the greatest thing you can do is bring somebody else into God's family with you. Uh, near the beginning of his ministry, Jesus gathers a group of fishermen, a political zealot, a tax collector, and some other normal people, people without any higher education, without any skill sets. Matthew 4.19 says, Jesus called out to them, come follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And I want you to notice the implication here. He says, follow me, and I'll teach you how to fish for people. And the implication is, if you're not fishing, you're not following. If you're not fishing, you're not really following. If you're not actively participating in the, the process of making disciples, you're not following. That's why we are so intent here at Rockbrook at getting you involved in the disciple-making process. Not just for you, but for the people that you influence, the people in your lives. We want you to become a member and get connected with the church. We want you to get plugged into a small group where you can care for other people. We want you to learn and grow and study the Bible. We want you to discover your spiritual gifts and then use them in ministry on a dream team. We want you to participate in the life and the health and the growth, the growth of the church. Because that's how you live out your calling as a disciple. Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.20, he says, So we... That's you and me. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Paul says we are Christ's ambassadors. What's an ambassador? Well, an ambassador is a representative of a higher power. Uh, an ambassador doesn't actually have power. They represent, they represent the Queen of England. God bless her heart. God save the queen. You've been watching some of her jubilee stuff. It's been awesome. They represent the president of the United States, the chancellor of Germany, or the government of China, or Argentina, or Ecuador. These countries send out ambassadors all around the world to represent the interests of their country. An ambassador doesn't represent himself. They represent the one who sent them. And the Bible says that you are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. That means everywhere you go, you represent Christ. Now you may be thinking, well, I'm not qualified to do this. You think it requires you to be a professional, but it doesn't take a professional to represent Christ to someone else. And when it comes to sharing your faith, I want to remind you of a few things. First, everyone has the same longings and questions that you do. Everyone has the same longings and questions. Every human being was made for so much more than just get up, go to work, sleep, go back to work, and then on the weekend, uh, fish, hunt, play golf, or do laundry. 
Uh, instinctively, inside ourselves, every human being knows that something is missing. And we try to fill it. We try to fill that hole in our heart with many different things. But it's a God-shaped hole that only God can fill. You can't fill it with passion or possessions or position or power, salary, status. Any of that stuff is just fake. It's a deceit. And it won't work. Because we all have the same God-shaped hole in our souls that only God can fill. People need the Lord. So when we share our hope with other people, we are offering to them exactly what everyone is looking for. We all have the same deep longings in life. We long for security. We long to be forgiven. We long for hope. We long for a sense of self-worth and significance. We all want our lives to matter. We all have a longing for belonging. We want to be part of a family. We all have a yearning for learning, to feel like we're growing and developing and becoming more than we used to be. We all have a hunger for meaning and purpose and for direction. Only Jesus Christ can provide those things. So everyone has a need for Christ. They just don't know that it's Jesus Christ that they need. They've been told that it's all this other stuff. They are mistaken. They need an ambassador for Christ to point them in the right direction. And some people come with questions and loneliness or guilt and shame or a fear of death. It was my fear of death as an 18-year-old college student. I was terrified of death. That's what drove me to receive eternal life from Jesus Christ. It may be a physical need, a financial crisis, an emotional need, or a relationship crisis. There are a thousand different reasons that will drive you to God. You can fill in the blank with your reason. Blank drove me to Christ. That's why you want to be prepared with testimonies of God's faithfulness. And notice I said testimonies, plural, not testimony, because you have many testimonies. When we hear that word, especially in church circles, we, we think, well, that, that's the, the story of how I came to Jesus Christ. That's the story of how I was saved. And you need to have a story of how you were saved. That's very important. But it's not your only story. It's not the only testimony that you can share. You ever been helped uh, by God with a financial problem? Then you have a financial testimony. Have you ever, God ever helped you with a relational problem? Then you have a relational testimony. Has God ever helped you through a crisis or through the grief when you lost someone or when you were worried or sick? You have hundreds of testimonies of God's faithfulness in your life. And when you share those with other people, when you talk to someone about what the Lord has done in your life, that's your personal testimony. That's you functioning as an ambassador for Jesus Christ. And then when you invite them to come to church and they see other people who believe the same thing, that's a corporate testimony. That's a corporate witness. And it has enormous emotional and spiritual power. When people come together and they see other people believing the same thing. It adds credibility to what you've told them you believe. And your friend thinks, wow, there are other people who believe. They're not just my friend. I thought he was a little goofy, but look at all these people. They look pretty normal. <laughs> a lot of people in here that are smarter than me, smarter than him, and they believe this. And so it lends credibility uh, to the witness. There's power in a corporate testimony. And so when you faithfully come to worship, you're helping others share their faith, and others help you share your faith. We're in this together.
25 years ago when I started Rockbrook Church, uh, I had a, a vision, I had a dream of, of planting a church in our community, a church that was dedicated to fulfilling the purposes of God. I had a dream of a church that was full of vibrant, exciting, excellent worship. I had a dream of a church with dynamic, effective fellowship in small groups. I had a dream of a church where people were growing and becoming disciples of Christ. I had a dream of a church where people could discover, develop, and deploy their spiritual gifts in ministry. I had a dream of a church that was reaching the lost, that was baptizing people every month. And by God's grace, here you are. <laughs> here you are. I thank God for his faithfulness over the last 25 years. But while I'm thankful for the last 25 years, and I mean this sincerely with all my heart, I am thankful for the last 25. I am more hopeful for the next 25. I truly am. I believe the best years of Rockbrook Church are ahead of us, not behind us. As the world falls apart, the church, the body of Christ, the family of God becomes more and more important. What we do matters more now than it did 25 years ago. And it'll matter more every day as we move forward. That's why we want to guard the good deposit that's been entrusted to us. We want to build on the foundation that has been laid, and we want to press on. You can remember the past, you can honor the past, you can celebrate the past, but you can't go back to the past. And so we're moving forward. We are pressing on, building on that foundation. Let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for your plan for the church, for your plan for each of our lives as a member of the church, a member of the body of Christ. We thank you for the gifts, the talents, the abilities that you've given us, the testimonies of your faithfulness in each of our lives, that as we proclaim those, honor you and help the church to grow, we thank you for the hope that we have of heaven together as the family of God, and may this church be preparing us uh, for that day. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We would love for you to get connected to what's going on at Rockbrook Church. Visit us online at rockbrook.org for service times, small group information, and other ways you can discover your purpose here on earth.